Well, it's ungodly o'clock, and Lewis Hamilton's won another Formula One Grand Prix. What a shock. Harry Tucker, Connor McNally, Trevor Long with you here on the EFTM podcast. Um, well, you know, good on him. He's won 92 Grand Prix, Harry, and he is a fucking good driver. He's a freak. He, I don't know. We, we, I feel like we have this chat every time. Like we, <laughs> Yes, he's probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest driver of all time, but he still annoys the shit out of us. He's the greatest winning driver of all time, That's but I'd still like to see that a few of them from the ages, you know, pushing together. Yeah, but this that's is like the age-old sport. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, every absolutely. sport, the, the LeBron versus Michael Jordan, like yeah. it's all... Oh, Jordan every time. Nah. What? Nah, LeBron's the GOAT. Really? Yeah. Different sport, different podcast. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> EFTM NBA podcast. That happens during the day, year. though. <laughs> that happens during the day. Can we do that? Because that would yeah. be much more enjoyable. <laughs> Connor, um, you know, I guess, you know, a, a great race. He's done yeah. well. A lot to talk about as we'll go through it. But again, ninety-two, and I do, I do respect the way Formula One are celebrating Lewis in that way. I do agree with that. And look, they celebrated in Portugal back in nineteen eighty-seven when Alan Prost broke Sir Jackie Stewart's record of twenty-seven wins. Prost got twenty-eight, and they celebrated that then when Schumacher got Prost's record. I think fifty-two wins that Prost got eventually in the end. They celebrated Schumacher's record then. And then doing it all the same now with Lewis Hamilton. So it's it's a great acknowledgement by Formula One. It just looks so much better the way they use these, you know, big digital yeah. signs yeah. to hype it, was, it up and bring it forward, you know. And did you see when he was going over the checkered flag at the end? They and had that world you know, record. Awesome. Yeah, and they had yeah. the, the little video clips on either side and it's still uh, I reflect back to that race, uh fuck, where was it? Um was it Monza where he boxed when the lane was closed or whatever yeah, that's it was. correct, yeah. And this, I still wish someone had actually properly memed the whole, there was a digital sign that said box, box. And it's like, and he was coming in. It's yeah. like, no, 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 <laughs> you're not meant to box. That's the whole point. <laughs> Those digital signs do look good. I mean, that's one thing Liberty Meet has done for the sport is, the, is really just, evolve that. Just quickly on that, I want to call this is funny. I don't know if you can see on the camera here mm. on the, the post-race interviews. Yeah. It's not the cameraman that's wonky. They haven't got the the sign behind it is it's not held up. But it's like three guys at the end trying to hold it up. Just trying to hold it. I saw it. a picture of it the other day. It's just guys holding it up like that. I don't know why they don't have it actually like put up there on just a stand or something. Get a stand, boys. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be done so quickly. Well, Lewis's dad's there to see him win. Well done. Good stuff. Um, what a race! Um, and actually, that's that's in the top uh, top six or seven this thus far. I think this I year. Th- I think top, top three. Six or seven. <laughs> I, I just don't want to go off too early there in, in no, ranking I think it. To- I think top three this top year. Top three. Uh, yeah. If that's top three, and, uh, and we know that the, the the top two are exciting races, it doesn't say a lot about the rest of the season. But I will say, I uh, I think the track is conducive to. Something interesting and something special. Hopefully, it doesn't degrade in terms of that track surface doesn't actually get too grippy and therefore take away some of the fun that it is. But you know, it's a pretty good track, Harry. It's one I wouldn't mind having to go out on a sim. The elevation. There's a couple of quick turns, like one after the other. Who were we watching? There was like a battle, and oh, we were... it went for like f- fucking six yeah. or seven yeah. uh, turns. Was it? Uh, was it Vettel and Raikkonen, or was it? Um, yeah, Vettel and Science... Raikkonen. Science, yeah. yeah, and Science and Checo as well. Science and Checo, I think that was the one that we were watching and, for. And they're great little sort of tandem battles. Like, yeah, a corner after like the next one. You're not sort of like a one long sweeping one and there's like another, you know, 10 seconds. And obviously the next we're one referring to battles, you know, in the main pack because there's no oh, battles yeah. up front. But uh, start of the race. <laughs> start of the race, 
you know, it was expected turn one was going to be interesting because it was A, slippery, B, new, C, a bit wide around the outside. But actually, it wasn't turn one. It was more like turn two, three, um, where Verstappen and Perez came to, well, Correct, had, yeah. had a bit of contact which fully spun Perez and my excitement levels were just beyond belief at that point. <laughs> I think they you fill everyone why it was uh, <laughs> it went fully off on that. the scale. I'll tell you how late I put money on the race. <laughs> on Sportsbet it said 38 seconds to go. Like they hadn't ju- they hadn't left for the formation lap and the bets were still open and I went, you know what? I'll go Bottas leading first lap. I'll go Daniel Podium because I'm a stupid loyalist. I'll put $2 on that. And I'll put uh, $10 on um, Racing Point being the first car out. And when that pink car went to the wall, I'm just going crazy. And then Harry's gone, <laughs> Harry's gone, mate, he's not out. He's back on track. He's just going last. <laughs> and I'm just going, oh, fuck, really? That's no good. And then Stroll did a few laps Stroll, later. It was the- only a few laps later, uh, Stroll creates tension because he's trying to pass someone, pass Lando in the first corner. Yep. And just turns in on him. It basically tries to take him on the outside, does an Orbon, and just clips Norris. If, if we're coming back here, we need to put gravel there because he would have been out. Stroll would have been out of the race at that point. <laughs> but you already won your money. Look, fast forward, uh, they did retire the racing point, so I did win that, and I won Bottas on uh, opening lap. So it's been oh, a good day. Mate, that was close, that one too. When signs out of nowhere. I know. So so we, we, we have Perez spins, Bottas passes Hamilton uh, like in the first third of the, the lap. Yeah. Um, and it's clear you bikes spotted it first. It's dark clouds. There's some, I'm, I'm looking at the screen going, I think we need to bump up the brightness on the Samsung. <laughs> and you're both going, no, it's raining because there's a bit of slippy slides. There was, actually, there was actually forecasting some showers and it was actually on the, the camera lens on the first corner. I'm thinking, there's rain there. Yeah. So, look, we, we got some slippy and slidey. And after that first lap, during the second lap, Carlos Sainz just flies past the Mercedes. Just out of nowhere. Oh, like, I mean, okay, so McLaren's are going okay, but where the hell did he come from? That was epic. And the other one that was in there was Raikkonen. Yeah. <laughs> Raikkonen was up in sixth somewhere there. He gained 10 spots from 16th to 6th. And it seems to me that both the McLaren and the Alfa Romeo seem to handle the conditions better when it's greasy. And particularly the McLaren. It's pissing down rain now while yeah, they're doing the driver course. interviews. That'd be right. We could have done with that with five laps to go. Yeah. But what do you. So that's a. Is that a downforce thing? Is that an aero? Th- where does that I, fit, do you think? Because why does a car perform well in the rain? Well, it was gusty as well. They were well. on softs, though, as well. They were on softs, two? yeah. So maybe they, they oh, heated it, it up quicker. About that. And yeah. so they'll get around. They were able to get the, the speed at the start. And then obviously they degraded quicker as well. Yeah, so it was they only did. really those like, first seven or so lap advantage. Um, before it, before it started to kick in, guys, that's the only thing I can sort of think of there that really benefited so, both of them. Raikkonen up, Ricardo's up to seventh. Science is leading the la- the race. Bottas is in front of Hamilton, um, and then after eight laps, it's back to normal, and it's pretty much Mercedes, Mercedes, Red Bull. Uh, do your best. Um, it was about it was about then um, that Bottas was passed as well. So Lewis is leading the race from you know yeah. ten laps or something. Um, and it pretty much went on like that. And unfortunately, as you say, Harry, it's just, you know, what a shock the race has ended with <laughs> Hamilton, Bottas and Verstappen. And, you know, we'll talk about Albon later, but, you know, Verstappen, it, it can't be an easy thing to be in, to be a good driver, and I don't think anyone doubts that he is, and just to consistently not be able to get that gap. That's such yeah, a, such so a big distance. Mm. Huge distance to, to the team ahead. 
Um, the soft tyre you mentioned, Harry, was clearly an issue. Um, Verstappen was struggling. Ricardo was struggling on it. Daniel pitted on lap 15 um, onto the medium. Well, they thought and, they were going the two-stop. And we all thought they were going the two-stop. And interestingly, Hamilton... Um, this much further down the race, but Hamilton talked about whether or not the the medium was also a bit of a worry on that front left, and it appears what happened was they they were able to push through the barrier and, and push through the the problems of the of the medium, and they actually came good because Daniel ended the race like Daniel went all the way. Um, what's that? 50, 51 laps or something on the medium tire. So it, it wasn't a bad run for the mediums, and um, un- unfortunately for Daniel in the end, Ocon went. Was it 50, 53, 53 laps. laps on the uh, on the medium yeah, before pitting for the soft? Well. well, they were clearly holding out for a safety car, as were um, as was everyone. Uh, Russell uh, Williams with Russell, and uh, it didn't end up happening. There was no safety car, no, and that's strange for a new track. You know, crazy surface and all that kind of stuff. And let's not forget the that podium looks awesome. Yeah, yes, I like I'm just going to say. Big screen. They've they've put like there's never been a bigger LCD screen at a Formula One event. Um, that looks sick. That's cool. I love it. They've done a really like this is what I love about Liberty. Like Bernie would never have approved nah. that expense. Nah. Bernie would have gone. We need a hundred thousand dollars to rent a big screen. <laughs> nah. Not happening. The resolution is unbelievable. I know. Too. Oh. Just I can't see pixels. That's the nerd in me going. Hang on a minute. How what's they, going on there? How have they not managed to sell like a Samsung 8K ad on that? Uh, well, that's a very good point. That that's that's a missed you're bringing you're bringing the the more nerdiness out of Trevor here. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop it. Like it's Just a great. Stop. It's a great. I've actually said many times, Samsung would be a great motorsport sponsor. I agree. I remember we did, when I was at Voto, we did Samsung on the uh, on the scape car. Yeah, but like that's just a one. I'm talking all in. Yeah, you know, like as a global partner, so much as a, a technology innovator and all that kind of stuff. It, it I, I don't know that or either they're just uh, sponsorship averse, or no one's put the right pitch to them because to me it's a really simple pitch you do innovation you're a leader in your category here's what you are they should be you know Patronus style in Formula 1 I agree with in that in terms who's of their, their marketing who's what do you mean like which car do they sponsor well they don't oh you just reckon the whole category uh, no I'm, oh you mean who should they sponsor yeah, yeah. no one but Mercedes right they should be on Mercedes either that or they need to be on McLaren next year because they're going to do so well. Obviously. Um, so there was talk about left front tyre woes and that was a problem on the soft but it's clear that mediums went through and it was so so interesting that they were they pushed through that, you know, Bot- uh, Bottas and Hamilton who had been complaining about their tyres were able to go a long way into the race mm. on, on their medium tyres. They did particularly well, particularly with a track that had only been resurfaced the month prior to the Grand Prix. So the brand new hot mix surface, and all that oil and the uh, you know the the curation from the the track just came to the fore. And you'd think that you know it'd be it would destroy the tyres much quicker than what we thought. But mm. um, those tyres on the Mercedes handled the the track very very well, and the undulations. It was Mercedes just seemed to have better tyre life. Throughout, and we've questioned their tyre life on some occasions throughout this year's Grand Prix, but they just handled the Portuguese surface really, really well. And look, commend, commendation to both Valtteri and uh, Lewis. In fact, I, I will have to give them a bit of criticism about the tyre strategy when they did pit for the second time. They, when Lewis well, came in, he went into the hard, he wanted hards. Bottas asked on the radio, "Can I go softs?" And they put hards on them again. They gave him a multi yeah, one so two one. Bottas is, you know, a couple few seconds behind Lewis on track. 
Lewis Pitts. They're, they're miles ahead of everyone else. Bottas says, what tight does he go on? They say he hards. hards. He goes, I want the softs. Now, he got the hards, and we're all sitting there going, those are not soft. And, <laughs> of course, he can't do anything with that. And Ted apparently talked to Mercedes, and, and they said something along of, that's not the way they operate. As in, like, they, you know, equal strategy, allegedly. Just seems... I mean, I, Look, I, from a team perspective, it makes sense, right? You don't want them. They're clearly ahead of Max in third by a long way. Don't get them racing. We're safe. One, two. Right? Why risk the race? And I guess that's the point, right, that's, is yeah. from a bot-ass perspective. And so there were some really interesting observations in the pre-race show. Um, I think it was Martin Brundle said something like, just for a minute, think about Valtteri Bottas' performance over the last few Grand Prix weekends, you know, leading certain practice, rate, practice yeah. um, sessions, quali- out-qualifying Lewis. And essentially... Bottas has been within a tenth of Lewis or ahead of him yeah. every single time. If Lewis Hamilton wasn't there, Bottas would look like an utter genius. Like mm. he, he would be lengths ahead of everyone else. But then who else would who'd be in the second seat? Well it kinda it kinda doesn't matter really. It's just the point of point of going, that's how good Mercedes is. Yeah, yeah. And or that's how good their driver pairing is. But that's the problem with being paired with theoretically the greatest, certainly the greatest race winner of all time, is you're, he's always going to be that tenth better Yeah. In, in, in enough races to be better than you. You're always going to come off second fiddle. Um, it's the same reason I think Daniel left um, to be away from Max because the daily comparisons is the same as we're currently comparing um, Daniel to Ocon, Albon to Max. Like you do it, you compare the two to the one and you wonder if the two should even be there. But at that point, I don't think... Oh, we're going back a bit, but I don't think at that point that Daniel was the clear number two. No, not at all. To Max. But it was more about the team yeah. pre- preferring him and, and giving priority to to Max. That was the biggest issue. Yeah. Like right now, um, Ocon is being shown to... Like, how can you expect Ocon to even come close to Fernando Alonso? Like, no way. We all selfishly, you know, nationalistically believe Daniel's just fucking miles ahead because he's Daniel. But let's just assume for a minute, Daniel's not as good as Alonso. Right? I would have loved to have seen the two of them side by side. That would have been awesome. Mm. But let's assume for a minute, Daniel's not as good as Alonso. Ocon's going to get smashed next year. He's going to have his ass handed on a platter, quite literally. And there's no way he's going to... You ha- say quite literally. How would that look? <laughs> <laughs> you know, know what I mean. <laughs> it's not going to go well for no, him next year. No, absolutely not. I mean... Like you, Trev, I would have loved to have seen Alonso and Ricardo in the same team. That's obviously not going to happen. I think it would have been fantastic to have seen how those two would have gone together. That would have given Renault an absolute nightmare, particularly for Cyril. But Ocon's got no chance in hell he's going to match the pace of Alonso D- come despite, By the way, good to see Mercedes put Bono up on the on yeah. the podium with Lewis for his record-breaking 90-second uh, victory. That's that, I think that's good because it is... Hard to give credit to the bloke that's you know so close because you've got to spread the credit around. But geez, mm. give the bloke some um, some Every due. Then. Um, the thing, the interesting thing is, we've only been talking for thirteen or fourteen minutes about the actual race, and now we're really on to the driver market again because that's a that's essentially everything that happened in the race. You know, there's not much else happened in the race yeah. other than some really interesting passing. Like it's, I think the highlights would look good, and it's interesting because my kids just watch the YouTube highlights. We don't get to the thirty minute KO. We just watch the YouTube highlights. Yeah. Um, and you do get everything you need out of those. 
which is an interesting from a TV rights perspective. Perspective Formula One's really strongly playing up the YouTube channel, but you know, from a YouTube highlights point of view, there was a lot of cool passing. Gasly uh, on who the hell was it at the end there? He was trying to pass um, uh, Perez. Perez, like nearly serious. No, it wasn't Perez because it was yeah, it was Perez. Was it pink? Because I was thinking about my bet. But they already won. Yeah, because Stroll, Stroll was out. Yeah, um, it was some dangerously close action yeah. there coming into turn one. Plenty of cool turn one action. Um, Vettel on on Reich, and then there was a few yeah. different moves. So it's going to look good as a highlights thing. I think that's what we'll remember as a track. Well, speaking of looking good, I think it also helps. Like we we comment a few times on just because the elevation. There were some really good camera angles. Yeah. So even if it wasn't necessarily some good racing in certain parts. Just the, the pure camera angles and where they had the cars going around sort of dipping yeah, bands yeah, and stuff yeah. like just looked like sick. Even one of those chopper shots that they had that yeah. follow around and then the chopper the chopper camera would pan back as they were coming along at like a table land. Like it's a very Picturesque. I said to Connor before you arrived, very fucking late by the way, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, had no, me literally. running out to open the gate on the formation lap. Don't let that happen again. No, I'll <laughs> don't let the cross city tunnel close again. Um the the interesting thing that I, I was talking about how it looked a lot like Catalonia from yes. the from the air the track map looks a lot like Catalonia but then you add in those undulations there's a little bit of undulation in Catalonia but nothing like this like it's a fascinating circuit in that sense so I, I also said to Connor like this place has been resurfaced a month ago clearly that was part of the deal to bring it here but like the it's privately owned like Imagine you're the owner. Who invested in that track resurfacing? Was it Formula One or was it the owner? What's the benefit of him being there? Because he's not. The ticket sales are not going to pay for the track resurfacing. This uh, it almost has to be a deal to say the we'll come back. Commitment, yeah. But is it? We don't know. They're talking about twenty three well, races. Well, they're talking twenty three races in twenty twenty one. Why would you do it otherwise if you're the track owner? Like, what's your what's your ROI? I, I don't know who the track owner is, but maybe you're just filthy rich and you're like, yeah, oh, I want, I I want the cars it. here. I'll have a look. For I look, it, I'd do know. it if I was. Yeah, 100%. You'd do anything to have a race there, even if it was only one. Yeah. Just to prove how good your circuit was, and you'd, you'd bang on about it for ages. So, Ocon is going to look like a dope this year and next. There's no reason why he should be even in the paddock. Mm. Uh, Antonio Giovinazzi, likewise. No reason he should be in the paddock. He's, he's been proven to be a dope. Uh, Kvyat, again, he was at the back of the field. Dope. Um, Magnussen and Grosjean, gone. So there's all, like there's a there's two seats clearly open, but there's a couple that really should be open. Just quickly, I'll just tell you who owns it: the Portuguese government. So it's owned by oh. owned by, yeah. See, Brundle was talking about talking to the owner. Yes, yeah, so Portu- Portugal president. Cap- Portugal Capital Ventures is a Portuguese state-owned venture capitalist company. So it's basically under state management. State-owned venture capital. That's it'd be like a that's some crazy shit. Yeah. Well, it's like all the, the sovereign funds and stuff like that, I guess. Yeah, pretty well, you think like I don't, all, I, don't, all, I don't trade the market, Harry. No, well, you think like all the Silicon Valley is basically owned by the Saudi um, sovereign funds and stuff like that. Wow. It's controversial now. Well, so is Formula One, I guess. I guess. Liberty. Mm. So, Albon. As Ooh, we referred to him throughout the race, thing. former Red Bull driver, yes. Alex Albon. Hulkenberg's Red test driver. Pretend Red Bull driver. Yeah, yeah. Hulkenberg's seat warmer. You know, whichever way you want to look at it. Christian Horner's comments this weekend to Sky were pretty starkly different to anything we've heard recently. Talked about how, you know, he had to prove for himself. Um, We obviously needed him to be, uh, uh, we need the second driver to be a solid rear gunner. Um, You know, acknowledging that Max is a clear number one. Um, You know, he's got a couple of weeks to prove himself. Well, he's fucked that because, I mean... Got lapped by his teammate. He got lapped, literally. Oh. 
again, I don't know how they don't announce that sooner rather than later. The options are, are the fun part. Now, there's so much going on. There's rumours this week that um, Checo is going to go to Williams and, and Latifi would stay because of the money. And you can imagine a venture capital mob that owned that now would be, yeah, we'll take two money drivers, thanks. Well, we Just remember, to build well, the funds for well, a couple of years. Well, remember, Latifi's dad became part owner of it and he helped uh, with that loan at right. the beginning of the year for Williams, remember? Well, we that would be bought out now, though. You're correct. So he'd, he'd have his money back. That's the good part. Um, Checo going to Williams would uh, mean Russell would have a problem. You, I think it was you, Harry, that said, no, Connor, that said, well, why not take Russell at Red Bull? Mm. Not a bad idea. It's not a, Well, that was a suggestion made by David Hobbs, well-known driver you know, of years gone by and now based in the United States as part of NBC's coverage for IndyCar. But Hobbs said, yeah, why don't you put George Russell in a Red I'm, Bull seat? Let it makes out. sense. I agree. It, it's, a, oh. it's not a bad idea. Obviously, there's the Mercedes management issue there. But if he's if he's kicked out of of Williams, then, then you would just say, "Listen, I'm I'm out." Yeah. Thanks very much. Is, uh, surely there's not a contract a clause in his contract that says if you're not in Williams, you have to be a Mercedes test driver, right? The other part is, from a Red Bull perspective, we don't. I mean, we we've talked about their pipeline of junior drivers recently already, but they've got a pipeline. But it's, no, none it's of them just got not, anywhere It's near just the not ready. It's not ready to to be fruitful yet to bear fruit. Yeah. So what you do is you bring in Hulk for two years, and that maybe is enough. Or do you bring Gasly forward and put Hulk in the Alpha Tower for Christ's sake? You know, like do you just this is the problem they've got. Or there's also talk about Gasly just looking around now. Mm. It's like where where can and Gasly? We've talked go? about this the last few Grand Prix as well. That but if you're Gasly, would you go to um, Alpha? Uh, what's it called? Um, Hass. Hass, would you? No, no, absolutely not. Jeez, that's pretty adamant. Fucking hell. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the end. What's his other option? I feel like he's definitely... I reckon he stays out for Tory next year. I mean, there is no other option, is there? No, because there's no good seat left for him. Like, any other seat he'd be taking be going backwards. I know we talked about mm. in previous previous podcasts uh, with Hass, you'd, you'd want to bring in... Checo and put Hulk in as well, but I think now oh, I still think that's a cool Hass option. But it looks mm. like it's going to be Mick in in Hass mm. because it looks like Alfa Romeo is going to stay as Giovinazzi for the stupidest of reasons. Obviously, oh, I, I Giovinazzi disagree. and Raikkonen oh, just because they want an Italian driver. Is that it? Mate, I, I don't know what the reason is. I can't imagine what it is, but it, it has to be stupid because the best idea is to get rid of him. Yeah, and 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 I I would have thought Mick in an Alfa Romeo is a smarter thing for the business. Alfa Romeo is a brand of Ferrari, the, of, of, the, fear, of the parent Chrysler. company, right? Why wouldn't you have Mick Schumacher mm. in an Alfa Romeo? Mm. Why would you want him in a Haas? Yeah. It just makes no sense at all. <coughs> and that I, speculation, I just don't understand. Well, there was the other spec uh, for Haas was um, the Russian guy. What's his name? Mozapine? 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 Yes, I, yeah. I did hear them talking about him earlier. And then... Because his dad is looking to invest in Haas, right? Yeah, so they're talking about that, like that team sale happening yeah. at the end of 2021. Yeah. Selling Haas to this, you know, Russian dude. Well, I don't know. And then that, uh, so that and, and Checo would, would sort of make a good pay drive pairing for them. Because you still got you... Because for them, because you... I don't know if you saw the comments from Grosjean earlier in the year. I no. uh, saw earlier in the week. Um, basically, just calling the car a piece of shit and they can't get to, you know, work on it and... and obviously give the feedback needed to get it better. So you don't want to have two rookie drivers in because no matter what money you got there, you're not going to be able to improve the car in the same way as, as the other teams, even if you've got this new money. Grosjean's basically telling it as it is right now. Yeah, he's got nothing to lose. Same reason, why would you want, if Checo, why would you want to be there? Other than to it, be it, on the grid. Or if he can't get another seat. 
Mm. I don't know. I, I mean, I think there is a limit to how... So, again, I think the Alfa Romeo brand on the Sauber makes it makes it viable for Kimi Raikkonen. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Checo, you've got to have some pride in yourself to go, fucking Hass. Do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. just doesn't seem... I do think there's a limit to what you would commit to. What, you say you to go, the, the other one was with the Williams. Yeah, but well, the Williams, the same, I, don't yeah. Know, I, I don't know how that Williams still works, but... It's but, not working. It is a, it's a piece of shit. It's just as bad as a Haas right now. It's just probably about five times I don't times know, Georgie worse. did all right with it. It did, it did. He's done better than anyone else at the moment in that particular There's a very car. funny moment in, in the pre-show again, Harry, that you missed. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't miss it. I was, they I was, did a Zoom call I was watching it. with Lando, George Russell, uh, Charles Leclerc, and Al- Alex Albon, Albon yeah. with Pinkham doing the interview, uh, and they were talking about um, uh, George Russell's off at, a, at an event recently and you know he spun on a certain corner and then there was a multiple choice you know how fast was he going 263 268 or 275 and um, Leclerc goes he was going 263 and Natalie goes no no he was doing 275 and Leclerc goes I didn't know Williams could do that fast <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's well played well played um, you know Gasly we're just looking at Gasly being interviewed by Sky and he is He's almost stand out of the of the season in in just general terms. Yeah, Aside from points earned and you know world championship stuff, gee whiz, twenty twenty's been a great year for him. Oh, without a question. And to get that win at the Italian Grand Prix, I mean, he has been one of the standout drivers. Of but I think the fun part is even without that win, he's proven himself then corner he just, after corner. He deserves oh, yeah. to be on the grid. Full stop. He he has exceeded everyone's expectations and basically given an, an up yours to Red Bull after being dumped at he, midway through if, last if year. If you're fucking Cyril, why wouldn't you say Ocon, Pierre, French, hello, get in there? And you and you do. And I think you if you put Pierre into a Renault, I think you would take it up to Alonso you and you know be just you think about that and you're right Harry maybe they still could I mean I feel like these because the contracts mean nothing no uh, as right. we've seen like we were talking about that there's it's all these clauses in there that they all seem to weasel out of you're like, Cyril you're sitting there with Fernando going mate like Ocon's not very good are you <laughs> cool with being like laps ahead or should we try something else partner and should Speaking we? Speaking of Ocon, he's just walking past in the background as we're watching Fox you know, Sports. And Gasly's at the front. Yeah. <laughs> there's just no way that you wouldn't go. Pierre is French. We're yeah. French. Yeah, makes so much sense for the company Absolutely. to have him. Imagine the support they would get. Well, here's the thing at the moment. I mean, Pierre Gasly, he's sitting up. He's currently sitting ninth in the World Championship. So right now, Hamilton is. Streets ahead, 256 points ahead of Bottas on 179, Verstappen on 162. Ricardo just manages to hold on to fourth place going into the uh, into next weekend's Grand Prix at San Marino on 80 ahead of Perez on 75. Leclerc's now seven, 76, sorry. Leclerc's now 75. Norris is on 65. Albon 64. Gasly's on 63. So mm. Gasly's in a very prime position right now to potentially leapfrog up to four to potentially five drivers and finish in the top five in the World Championship. Yeah. yeah. It's super embarrassing for Red Bull if he finishes above Albon, which is very likely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's, well, so, um, Paul, tall bloke, Paul DeResta, was interviewing Daniel. And it was clearly a Thursday interview, start of the weekend. At the end of the interview, he pulled out pieces of paper and he showed Daniel. Daniel lost his shit. He's like, oh, I'd forgotten about that. He, two years ago, I think after he'd announced he was leaving Red Bull, he 
he wrote on two bits of paper how he thought he would go in 2019 and 2020 and how he thought Max would go in 2019 and 2020. Clearly he told, thought Max would go badly, just as a piss take. <laughs> but for himself, I, I'd have to look back at it. For himself, he, he said something like, you know, seventh and fifth in the championship, and he did better last year. I think he was fifth last year, and now he's fourth. He's, mm. he's like, it was a very interesting thing, and I don't know that it's been picked up enough because wow. that's that's Daniel writing on a bit of paper, Before knowing that it's going to be felt held for two years. You know, I think there would be that trust too, yeah, yeah, with with the Absolutely. especially with the Sky team, but certainly Paul DeResta, that it wouldn't be used against him in the, in the meantime. I think it's really fascinating that he is actually ahead of where he thought he'd be, yeah, as a driver. So he obviously just went for the money, is, is what I'm getting out of that. That's right. Yeah. There was and wouldn't no, you? Yeah. Well, Daniel finished ninth in the World Championship last year, and he's currently fourth. Yeah. So he's done far better than he's ever realised this year in, in the two seasons that he's been with Renault. So you've got your, I don't know if you've got standings up there, but let's talk constructors because that's the most important yes, thing. Yes, I do have it. But you were doing a running commentary of during the yes, race. Yes, I was. Because um, this is the critical thing. You've got uh, Mercedes way out in front. Uh, you've got uh, a Red Bull. In, in second, but only because of Max. Yeah, <laughs> yep. pretty much. You, you, you've you would have assumed Ferrari would be third, but strangely they're not. So, yeah. what's the battle between Racing Point, Renault, and McLaren? How's it shaping up? Basically, it's a six-point difference at the moment. So, Racing between Point, all three of them, between all wow. three of them, I kid you not, it is it is massively insane. That'd right be now. million. How much would it be the difference? Us, yeah. it'd be twenty million between. What's the? Do we know third the breakdown? No, I don't think... I don't Do think, they publish that? Although Ted or someone was talking about it. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll look yeah. it up. <laughs> so let's have a look at the Constructors' Championship. Mercedes, well ahead. They're about 209 points ahead of Red Bull at the moment. 435 to 226. They basically have won the Constructors' Championship. Let's face it, with about unless, five races to Unless go. both cars Dean ever <laughs> for the rest of the season. <laughs> yes, that's highly unlikely. But Racing Point, after doing so well at the Eiffel Grand Prix two weeks ago... They're now third in the ch- in the constructors championship on 126 points, but that's only because of of Sergio tonight. So Checo got them the only points, which was seventh overall. McLaren, they luckily got uh, finished sixth and got eight points courtesy of Carlos. So he got they're brought up now to 122. Renault only got about six points tonight courtesy of Ocon and Ricardo finishing eighth and ninth respectively. So at the moment, 126 racing point, 122 McLaren, 120 Renault. It wow. is going to be exceptionally tight going down to the final race of the year at Abu Dhabi. And then uh, what's interesting there is you've got to, you know, not all of them are going to make both cars in the points each race. So exactly. you can, if you get one, you know, Norris or Perez or, or Ricardo getting a top four or five, and then, you know, the other cars only getting one, like that's, you can leapfrog. Exactly. If you're Renault over racing point. Mm. So I think from what I can see here, and it's complicated, there's even a bloody fucking table on this website I'm reading, but. Like it's crazy that Ferrari get like seventy million dollars just the, the historical because they're there. Williams gets similar, don't they? Not quite seventy mil, but they get they get about ten mil. It yeah. looks like they're they're there for a reason. Um, Mercedes and Red Bull seem to get thirty five. Anyway, not relevant. The the column two I'm told is the uh, column for the position you finish. Um, in this particular year. Uh, oh, it's not sorted by that column. How fucking annoying is that? Here we go. Uh, Mercedes got sixty-six million. Ferrari got fifty-six million, and Red Bull forty-six million. So that's your first three. So if, let's say forty-six million is third. Um, fourth is thirty-eight, and ha- and uh, fifth is thirty-five. So it's about ten million. So it's a, it's a battle for ten million. You, you're either going to get around thirty-five million or forty-six million. 
or we, 38 in the middle. And who who does that 10 million mean the most to? Not Renault. That's a good point. Who does it mean the most to? Um, I think McLaren. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think McLaren. I think Racing Point is becoming Aston Martin. They've got crazy big money behind Mercedes them. Money in McLaren's minute. had a rough year financially with COVID and just generally as a business, it seems. But, you know, they're not in a point where they're going to fold, but they've had to... Do that whole... They've had to restructure the themselves a bit, yeah. So I think that $10 million would mean way more to them than anyone else. Mm. And does I that become a driving factor for them going towards it and, and sort of adding that extra bit of hunger and and effort well, to get those points? does it though? Because it's only Lando that benefits, right? Yeah. So Carlos doesn't get any benefit out of that, them finishing third. I don't think he's that rude and selfish no. that he wouldn't still fight for the team because he's going to a team he's probably earning shit tons of money it's guaranteed for a couple of years he's going to end his career at Ferrari and just be a, be a red driver so that's great I think he would I, I believe you kind of isn't it weird you make judgment about people having never met them but you look <laughs> at him and he's the way he interviews and stuff you just get a, a nice sense family that, man yeah you get, well you do you get a sense that he's not a complete ass. Yeah. like put it this way he's not Lewis no. Lewis would be like I don't give a fuck about you <laughs> Does he give and your a fuck team about- money doesn't give a fuck about anyone really, only but himself. But he's winning, and exactly. Roscoe. Like, the, how do you, yeah, him and himself and Roscoe. But it's an interesting one on Lewis because you look at how he, he self motivates, and he, he he often posts on Instagram. I just want to let you know you can do it and the stuff. And it is really interesting, motivational. And it's like it's good thing for kids to hear that mm. you can dream the dream totally. and live the dream and and win the win the prize. But it's also a really shitty thing. Like, I literally had this conversation with my kids the other day. Some of my brother-in-law was around doing some uh, Don't follow your dreams, work. kids. You can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Now, Harry, Harry, who's nine, said something about wanting to be a Formula 1 driver. Uh, and I went, mate, you're not going to be a Formula 1 driver. <laughs> and he, and he, the fuck, he was like, really? And I went, mate, you would have needed to have been karting when you were four and doing well. And he goes, well, can we get a go-kart? I went, mate, oh. I said, we're not rich. It's a rich person sport. I said, we're not rich. We're doing very well, but we're not rich is, is exactly what I said to him. I said, mate, we can afford to do the things we do, but I can't afford 20 grand a year on a go-kart, let alone whatever else it would take to do it proper. It's just a different sport, right? That's yeah. just the way it is. So there's this problem I have with Lewis's mentality that it doesn't really apply in Formula One. Everything else but. It, it kind of applies in life. Yeah. Because I do believe that if you work hard and you, you dream yeah. big and you can get there, that's all good shit. But I don't know that it really applies in sport generally, let alone certainly not in Formula One. Where it's especially, yeah, especially Formula One where you there is you can't just go and get the, the off-brand football for $3 from Kmart and no. practice with that. Like well, you. I, we were talking about other sports earlier because Harry watched a lot of NBA, watched a lot of baseball and the Major League World Series on right now. And this is, there was this guy pitching uh, for the Dodgers and they were, the backstory these people know about them is amazing, and they were talking about this guy how the he was first spotted when he was fourteen down in Mexico. But the the owners at the time didn't like buying players of a certain I don't know what it was. But as soon as their ownership changed, they went back down and they bought these three different players, and they're now still part of the team, and they're now you know they're some of their biggest players. And it's like there's no one you know coming to the Ipswich circuit no. and to fucking you know Lithgow looking at who's racing well and going hmm, we should keep our eye on him. They're just hoping that kids find their way up through the sport and end up in Europe and, you know, find the right attraction to, to drive for a team. I guess the closest thing to that, and it shows you how far off that is, is we look at what Penske's just done to Scott McLaughlin. Yeah, you had to be yeah. the three-time champion of the of a major series in another country yeah. to be poached and brought over to, to another tier up there. Yeah, it's... 
shit motorsport, really, isn't it? In that sense, yeah. GT Academy, get them yeah. through the Sims. Just get that just doesn't work anymore. That way, they don't even have the GT Academy anymore. No, they don't have a couple. No, of years. they don't. They don't kind of run it oh, that yeah, way anymore. Well, I, know, I know the I know the FIA. And, and as much as I like Matt, is it Matt Sims? Matt yeah, Sims, yeah. Matt Sims. You know, he's not he's not winning. The Formula One World Championship. No, no. I don't think he's even running a full-time drive anymore. I think the closest is Yard Martinborough, who's still racing Super GT in Japan. It's which is a, which is a, it's a good. It's a it's great. High tier it is a f- motorsport, like it is a f- it's a full-time yeah. drive, but, right? But you're still two or three tiers below Formula One. I, I know the FIA are still supporting sim racing, which is great. Oh, sure. And it, but we're but not seeing the the, we're not we are not seeing the next star of Formula One coming through sim racing ranks. No, and no, yes, yes, and I, not yet anyway. Gonna, <laughs> it will happen. I, just, I can you tell reckon? you something. It will happen. It'll happen. Not, no, maybe not straight uh, away. But I, I don't. Think, but I'll maybe. tell you right now. I don't think I'll see it in my lifetime. Maybe not in your it's lifetime. Just a different lifetime. type of driving. Well, yeah, well, my lifetime doesn't have much left in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Too many ruskies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a difference between sim racing and the real thing, and that is actually having the balls to to pull yeah. off that move. Mm. In a sim, it's just like fucking. Like I watch races with Jackson and go, mate. That shitty pass was kind of shit. Like when someone crashes in the corner, I'm like that's the shit you do, <laughs> um, because you do it every lap. Because you can run that risk and you can rewind the race or whatever it is. You know, it's very different, very very different. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't. I'm just. I'm recoiling on my. I don't think it was a top six race. Oh, there's there's Harry in the future. Yeah, fuck. They were showing go karting, and it's certainly not Harry's in Harry's future. We might get a go kart, but that's when we win lotto and just have some fun and buy our own racetrack and stuff. But. Obviously, I'll be divorced then because there's no way my wife would let me own a race. <laughs> uh, even if we had a big farm, it just wouldn't happen. I'm going to enter the Aussie racing car series. Oh, those little things. That'd be my... If I won the lottery, that'd Aussie be my thing. Cars. Oh, I'd just do the 86s or something. Oh, I reckon the Aussies look look funner than the than the Aussie 86s. racing cars are a ball fun. They, 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 they just look so good. They're too. just motorbikes with a car shell on them. Yeah. You wouldn't just go into something like old the old Group A's or something like that. No, if you really want good money, you'd buy you buy a seat in GT3. Yeah, no, see that's too serious. Too many people take that seriously. Plus, there's also gentleman drivers in there as well. Also, but some, you, but you would be the gentleman driver if you wanted. Yeah, I'm not. All, I don't have the skills to suddenly be the pro driver just because I got money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely the am on the pro am side of that car. The go on, go last on. thing I'd say is there was two. It, I don't even know if you can watch all this shit back because of the pre-show and stuff, but there was two things I saw, one of which I, I think Sky created, the other one I think Formula One created. Um, first one was just before the race. You missed it again, Harry. Um, <laughs> you, you were trying to do a two-stopper and you almost failed that. They, I'm, I'm here. They did I'm this awake. split screen, right? And, in fact, I reckon what we're, what we're seeing here might even be it. But, anyway, it was this split screen. And on the left was um, Hamilton. On the right was Schumacher. And what they'd done was they'd found vision. It was only 15 seconds long. But th- they'd found vision of Schumacher coming from, you know, top left of screen to bottom right of screen. And so it looked like it was one car, but it was the two of them. It, it, fuck, it looked brilliant the way they'd created this as if they were one. It was almost seamless. Even standing on the podium going, you know, arms in the air, split down the middle one. It was very good. And then at the end of the race, they showed like a, like a half a second clip of every single win mm. of his 92 wins. That was cool. And I thought that was really, really cool. That was a beautiful tribute. Yeah, I think that's, that's I think it's part Sky, part F1, but I think F1's doing a good job of respecting that kind of, um, that mantra that Lewis is holding right now because I think it's also hard for us uh, I'm older than both of you but 
I still. You're only like, older I don't think by my, four years. You're only older by four years. I understand, baby. but still, I feel I'm much greater than fucking all of you. So oh, the, fuck off! Like Jackson, <laughs> I think Jackson knows about Schumacher and stuff because they watch fucking so much YouTube. Harry said to me that like we're driving, we weren't even in a Formula One discussion. Harry, who's nine, says something like, "Oh, because we're in the Rubicon in the Jeep," and it's. I said, "Mate." I spun the wheels coming up a hill just to, just for a bit of fun, and the traction light came on. And he's like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Traction control came on," um, and I said, "Mate, it's really wet, and these tires are not made for it." He goes, "We got to change to the wets <laughs> um, at full speed. The 80 liters of water every second comes out of those tires." And I went, "Whoa, you fucking what, mate?" <laughs> like he's just absorbed these stupid little facts. But what I was getting at was, I don't think kids today. Like I never saw fucking Fangio or, you know, any of those people. You, you can hear this respect for, for Moss and all these people. You don't know what it really is. I respect Mantel and Senna and Prost and, As and Schumacher, right? As and I Hill. do with you, yes. Whereas I don't think – I think kids today will see Sh- um, Hamilton in the same way that we see the – it's the generation yeah. you watch. Exactly. I, I would love – and I hope one day your boys get to watch some of those real – Old races, like even like from the 1980s. If they're on YouTube, they'll watch. Yeah, they'll, watch they'll just on watch YouTube. it on YouTube. And, I, and great example, Australian Especially Grand Prix. Especially if Duke Perfect go near it. That'd be <laughs> sick. <laughs> like Australian Grand Prix 86. I mean, I yeah. I still think that's one of the best races in where a world championship was decided. Watch it in full. It is just amazing. It is on YouTube. And just the, the skill of those drivers without too much traction control, 1,000 horsepower, one and a half litre V6s, and they're just manhandling these things with a H-pattern gearbox. You, you just have much more respect for those guys, you know, over what you see. I mean, you have respect for them, the yeah. current drivers now, but you have much more respect for those drivers from almost, you know, 35 years ago. It, it just, it's mind-boggling. So what's next, San Marino? San Marino, the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix, which is next uh, Monday morning, uh, no, no, next Sunday night at 11.10pm. Amelia Romani Grand Prix. I'm going to have to quote your mate Paul Murray. Seriously. Just call it the San Marino Grand Prix. Honestly. So stupid. It is a stupid Names name. have been pretty ridiculous this year. Well, they've got a barrel and they're Wait. just drawing it. You know, have you seen like Wi-Fi names for Netgear? It's like Hungry Mesh and stuff. <laughs> yeah. it's like they're just pulling shit out. They're pulling out a, a, yeah. a fucking Wi-Fi names. Where did Eiffel come from? That was the region. Eiffel right. region. Wasn't it? Yeah. Same as the Styrian. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. Correct. Which would okay. be like, you know, calling Bathurst the... The New South Wales Grand Prix. Mountains or... Uh, the Central West. Central C- West Central Grand Prix. Or the Central Tablelands Or if Grand there was Prix. a Wagga Grand Prix, it'd be the Riverina. Like the and River- people yeah. around the world would be like, what the fuck's the Riverina? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I guess that's what it means. Anyway, we'll be back next week uh, with another race, another... I, th- I, don't, I don't know whether it'll be brilliant, but... I, I, so. I think it'll just be nice that we've got a race at San Marino again, at Imola, you know. Yeah, but again, that's just us going, oh, it was a really cool race when we were kids and stuff, and Anton died there and stuff, but, like, <laughs> yeah, what cool. else is it? Why you did know? you have to bring Anton up? <laughs> well, mate, it's, it's like, it's as if that's not going to be part of the coverage yeah, next I know. week. Yeah, of course it will be. I can see it now, Ted down at the fucking site, and, you know, like, like absolutely it'll be part of the coverage. Yeah. Oh, one last thing before we close. I just saw this. I don't know why I just remembered this. <laughs> <laughs> on the, I saw I'm sleeping here, so it doesn't worry me. Uh, you blokes yeah, no, have got to vote on you. You one stop on this or you no stop on this? Man, I've just loaded up on the Red Bull. I can go all night. Okay. Um, but you both take another one for the road because I don't want to be responsible for it. <laughs> the, oh, now I forgot. What I was no, no, I remember now. Um, the tire, know how they showed at the start of the race the tyres, the compounds, it's like yep. the C1 mm. to 3. I thought that was CGI or something. They no, filmed that. Yeah. Film them sitting there. I didn't know that. I just realised, I just found that out the last couple of days. But 
It's a really a useless piece of information. Yeah, but I didn't know it. You thought that there was CGI just tries on the track. I I thought that yeah, or something like that, or green screened the behind, put the put them all there at the start of the year and just green screened the track behind it or something. That would be smarter. Mm. Yeah, rather than I saw the shot and they were like really meticulously like lining them up in the shot. It's someone's job every weekend too. Yeah, someone's oh, keep, keep, job keep to erect this work. this huge fucking digital billboard yeah. across the track, and some other bloke's just got to put three tires out and shoot it with a DSLR. Yeah. I mean, pick your job for the weekend, folks. That'd be someone at Pirelli's <laughs> job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're keeping him in work. And my other bit of useless information, as I told you before, I don't know if anyone else knew, but Gunther's Italian. Had no idea. He must have grown up in Austria or something. Must have. I don't know. Shall we I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not closing until we know that. He probably went to school in Belgium or something. Well, I'll go off topic whilst you're looking for that. Let's give a quick shout-out to Oscar Piastri because next week, well, this coming Wednesday or so, he's going to have his first test in Formula 1 as part of Renault's Sport Academy's um, test day at Bahrain. That's going to be really, really cool, and it'll be very interesting. so that's this week. I think it is, yeah. I thought it was when the Bahrain fucking Grand Prix were No, no, no. That would make too much sense. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I think it's this coming week, and it was uh, a di- it was a good but disappointing. He's like next tomorrow, a big announcement. We're like, oh, F two drive, no test drive. I have an old F. I still think it's I still think it's it's pretty exciting. I mean, oh, it'd, be not, sure. it'd be nice if it's a F two drive because he deserves to be an F two next year. But yeah, you know, it's a great opportunity for Oscar to maybe just prove his worth. You know, maybe in a small way, but you know, if, if he does well enough, it might allow him to maybe get. A, a free practice drive next mm. year, or maybe even at the end of this year. Who knows? But we'll see. Can't wait. We'll uh, we'll see how that goes. And we'll talk about it next week. I'm going to end the show with this piece of information <laughs> about Gunter Steiner, <laughs> which is just going to fucking blow your mind. <laughs> Steiner holds Italian and American passports and lives in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know fucking where his accent comes from, but Gunter, good luck in your life. <laughs>